Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, December 8th, 2022, and this is day 1723 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you. We glorify you. Thank you so much, Lord, for waking us up to see this brand new, beautiful day that you created just for us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to go forth and flourish in the purpose you've given us for today. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Before we get started, I want to make sure to invite you out to our first, well, to T-Zone's first pop-up store or our pop-up gathering. We will be doing that at The Gift at 5008 Prospect on Saturday, December 17th from 11 to 5. So please stop by and stop by our booth and support Transition Zone as we continue the great work uh, with our youth that God has given us to do. Uh, Your support is greatly appreciated. All right, so today's message is This is your day. That's right. This is your day. We're coming out of 1 Samuel chapter 17 and it's verses 1 through 50. Although we may not read every single one of the verses, but they are very important. And it's about David and Goliath. And it says, now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Socha in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephesus. Demim, Demim, between Soka and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley between them. So they're on either side between the valley dividing them. Uh, you've got the Israelites on one side and the Philistines on the other. <clears throat> A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. His height was six cubits and a span. So they say he was about um, 13 feet. Uh, Goliath, no, I'm sorry. Goliath was about, was over nine feet tall uh, and um He taunted them on a daily basis. So it says he had a bronze helmet on his head and and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. Excuse me. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer bearer went out ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, 
Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was a son of an Ephrathite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and his and in Saul's time he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistine camped forward every came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. So in the morning and in the evening, Goliath and his crew would come forward and taunt the Israelites. Now Jesse said to his son David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these 10 cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They were they are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning David left the flock in care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going uh, to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As they were talking with him, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will accept his family or will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? You see that David knew who they were. He said, we're the army of the living God. We're not just any army. We're God's army. They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. So I'm going, so it says when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? 
And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now, what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul. And Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you're not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man. And he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and, and tried walking around because he was not used to them. And anyone would actually be honored to have the king's uh, armor put on them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy, glowing with health and and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. That is some powerful faith. And that is what we should have. 
As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed him. I will stop there. Very powerful, right? So let's go to our points. Point number one. <clears throat> You've been in the shadows long enough. You may even feel like there's there's more for me to learn before stepping out and letting my light shine. But the Lord is showing you that you have all you need. It's your time now. You've been faithful attending to your God-given assignment, learning from those over you and around you. You have everything you need in the Lord to get this assignment done. Do not be distracted by the negative talk and actions by others. Like Goliath, right? <laughs> David did not let Goliath distract him from completing the task that he knew God will would uh, allow him to do. Don't let their opinions keep you from accomplishing their your goal. Don't get caught up in their opinions and stats they may have stating why your way will not work. Be confident in the Lord and the way he would have you to destroy the works of the enemy. This is your day. It is time to step out. Point number two, keep your eyes on the Lord as you go forth and do his will. There may even be those trying to offer you something good they may that may help you in the process. Make sure it's what God would have you to do. Remember that most things uh, our enemy uses to trip us up is good stuff, right? It's good things. It's not something necessarily evil. But just because it's good does not mean it's God. Remember that always. Because those are the things the enemy uses to distract us and to get us off course. I can go through my whole day and, and many times I can get off course because I plan to do one thing and start doing something else that's good. And I have to constantly check myself and say, hold on. <laughs> uh, should I be doing this right now or do I need to be doing this assignment that God gave me? Absolutely the assignment that God has given the other thing to remember is how God was with you during previous altercations. <clears throat> like David remembered how God helped him defeat the lion and the bear. That's your, I know from experience, uh, booster. Okay, think of a booster shot. <laughs> this is what you need to use every time you need that boost. Think about what God has brought you through before in the past, right? So this will catapult you into action. Having faith that God will bring you through this also. Trust him with all your heart, soul, 
mind, and strength and get started doing what God has called you to do. So we just got started doing this other piece that God has given us to do with T-Zone. And that is going into the schools and offering our services. So one school has opened the doors to us and uh, others are doing the same. But this principal has really giving it, given it his all and has, you know, got things ready, got us a classroom ready. And our first session was Tuesday. They made the announcement. <clears throat> there were six girls, uh, well, five girls and one young man that came to the class. Uh, some of them did not hear the announcement. So today is our second class. We will do 20 sessions with this group. Now, just to let you know, while we were in the class, uh, we only have an hour. So we, I have a really strict outline <laughs> and what we're going to do and try my best to stick to it unless God uh, has me do something differently. So we are learning about ourselves and the young people are learning who they are and uh, understanding how they function with others, learning their values and their, um, uh, their, their under the life skills category. And so while being there and talking about their strengths, uh, because we did a self-assessment test and they were talking about, you know, um, did that really match them what they came, the answers that they came up with. And right in the midst of it, there was a teacher yelling down the hall at someone saying, if you don't get up here now, if I have to chase you, you're suspended. I mean, she was really upset and then all of a sudden, the young ladies in the class, a handful of them, there were only six students, but two or three of them said, you know what, she's always yelling at us. She gets on my nerves. And, and they were just speaking from their heart and saying how she's always picking on us and blah, blah, blah. I just don't like her. That's what one of the young ladies said. And at that moment, the teacher walked into the class and she said, I don't care if you like me or not. And just really harsh. And the young ladies did something that I was so impressed with. They did not lash out at that teacher. Uh, even though she was provoking at that moment, I don't even know she realized it. I don't know if she was going through something that day or what. And she said, if you're going to be on the bus today, you're going to need this ticket. And uh, well, one of the young ladies said, why are you talking to us like that? She said, I'm in control. I am the, um, oh, I forgot what she's called herself. But she's, no, she said, yes, I'm the administrator in charge today uh, after school. And I mean, very harsh. And again, the young ladies and the one young man were calm. They were hurt, but they did not lash back out in the way she lashed out at them. And so she gave them their tickets, those that needed them uh, to get on the bus. And after she walked out, the girls said, that's why we don't like her. And I said to them, 
one of the things that it changed their whole attitude. It just changed the whole spirit. It was, it was, uh, everyone was cheerful and laughing and having a good time. And then after she came in and did what she did and left, their countenance dropped. And I said to them, first of all, we don't know what she's going through right now. Secondly, don't ever, ever, ever let anyone else's behavior change how you feel or how you're going to interact. You continue to function in the joy that you had because when someone else can come in with their attitude and change yours to equal theirs or to match theirs to bring you down, that means you've given them your power. And I said, you have control over that. No matter how she treats, no matter what she says, I said, because you're going to run into people in this real world, in this evil world, that are going to do the same thing. People are going to always, there are going to be some people that are going to always have something negative to say about you. And you must be able to get beyond that and not lash out in the same way they do. That is exactly what they're trying to get you to do. And they said, yeah, I was feeling down, Miss Jackie, about that. But they, after we talked, it was one of those teachable moments. And after we talked about it, they began to get back to where they were. And I allowed them to share how they felt because that was really hard. And them being young, these are like ninth through uh, 11th graders, it's hard. And so one of the things I'll do is try to meet that teacher and have a conversation with her uh, and find out what is really going on, what's at the root of the problem, because it was very, very harsh. But I was very impressed with the young ladies and the gentlemen and how they decided they were not going to let her uh disrupt their good day. What about you? This is your day to step out and make a change. And if it's something that happened, just like with these young people I dealt with and how some people's personalities or attitude can change how you feel, God is saying, just like Goliath, Goliath was this major target that was, that was not hard to miss. See, uh, the other Israelites were looking at him like, he's a threat. David looked at him like, wow, you're so big and loud. Nobody can miss you. We need to look at it that way as well and begin to do what God has called us to do. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen.
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community with our youth, teaching them life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation skills, along with human and sex trafficking awareness. We thank you so much for your contributions, and uh, we ask God's blessings upon each and every one of you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.